Greetings, and welcome to St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church here in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Today is our anniversary Sunday as we celebrate 96 years of being a community of faith here at St. Andrew's. It is a very special Sunday for us. Leading worship today will be Leslie Frazier and Owen Burrell. Our storyteller is his mother, Sonia Burrell. Our organist, choir director, music director, and pianist is our beloved David Berry. And I am the Reverend Susan Brazier. Join me in the call to worship. All around us, God is looking for folks who will join us serving others. It is as if God is planting seeds of compassion in us, watching for them to bloom in our lives. In our midst, Jesus is walking among us, tending our hearts, watering us with grace. It is as if Jesus is trusting that our souls will grow big enough to welcome everyone. From morning to evening, the Spirit is at work gently tending the garden we call life. It is as if the Spirit has found a perfect spot to bring forth crops of justice and peace. Listen to our cries of grief when others kill our dreams. You open your ears to the whispered fears on sleepless nights. You hear our hearts cracking just like ice on a frozen lake. And we know this is the one. 
Our God, who knows us better than we think, you call us so we can watch as you place seeds of welcome in the hearts of the rejected, seeds of wonder in the overgrown city lots, seeds of laughter in the dull voices of grief, and as we watch, we learn, and as we learn, we say, this is the one, the grace, who is our brother. You are with us as we sleep, and when we rise, nurturing the tiny seeds of grace into bouquets of love, the insignificant hopes of peace into communities of reconciliation, the littlest thoughts about others into an embrace as big as and wide as the sea. And we rejoice, this is the one, the spirit who transforms us. You are indeed the one, God in community, drawing us ever closer to you, amen. Everyone ready to hear the story this morning? This box looks old, and parables are old. I wonder if there's a parable inside. It's also gold, a valuable material, and parables are even more valuable than gold. And it has a lid. And parables sometimes just sometimes have lids on them. Even if you are ready, you can't get inside. But don't be discouraged. Enter into the parable again and again, and one day it will open to you. And this box also looks a little bit like a present. And parables are gifts that were given to us before we were born. Even if you don't know what they are, they are still yours. Let's look inside and see if there is a parable here. What do we have to help us to get ready for the story? Yellow. I wonder what it might be. Any ideas what this could be? Pizza. Pizza with lots of yellow cheese. <laughs> the sun, golden, bright sunshine. Anything else? Mustard. That was a big spill at the barbecue. And that is it. We have all we need to get ready for the story. Once there was a man who said such wonderful things and did such amazing things that people began to follow him. As they were following him, he talked about the kingdom of heaven. But 
It was a kingdom unlike anything they had ever seen or heard of. It was a kingdom that they couldn't even imagine. So one day they just had to ask him, what is the kingdom of heaven like? And he told them, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. The tiniest of all seeds, so tiny, you can't even see it if it was on the end of my finger. A person planted the mustard seed. And from that tiny seed, a shrub began to grow and grow until it was almost like a tree. The birds of the air came and made their nests. So I wonder who planted the mustard seed? And I wonder if these birds have names. And I wonder what this tree really is. illumination. God of patience and persistence, scripture tells us your people have not always listened for your leading. So send your spirit to open our minds and hearts to your living word. Speak through the scriptures and inspire our growth and gratitude so that we may be changed by what we hear. Amen. The scripture reading today is from Ezekiel 17 verses 22 to 24. Thus says the Lord, I myself will take a sprig from the lofty top of a cedar. I will set it out. I will break off a tender one from the topmost of its young twigs. I myself will plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain height of Israel, I will plant it in order that it may produce boughs and bear fruit and become a noble cedar. Under it, every kind of bird will live. In the shade of its branches will nest winged creatures of every kind. All the trees of the field shall know that I am the Lord. I will bring low the high tree. I will make high the low tree. I dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will accomplish it. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Our psalm today is Psalm 92, verses 1 through 5 and 12 through 15. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High, proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night, to the music of the ten-string lyre and the melody of the harp. For you make me glad by your deeds, Lord. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. How great are your works, Lord! How profound your thoughts! The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This morning's gospel reading is found in the fourth chapter of Mark. The chapter opens with Jesus teaching. He is surrounded by such a large crowd that he gets in a boat and uses it as a platform from which to teach. In my imagination, I see a, a natural amphitheater, a coved grassy slope easing out into a small beach and then extending out into the Sea of Galilee. Jesus sitting in the boat telling stories and all the people listening on land. Our stained glass window on the east wall captures this moment. Jesus in the boat and his students eagerly listening. And if you can't see that because you're in the choir, well, you are looking at the lovely tapestry of the sower. The reason why that's important is because the lesson that Jesus was teaching that day was the parable of the sower. Oh, you know this parable. The sower sows seeds and some of it falls on the path, some on rocky soil, some among the thorns, and finally some on good soil. After telling this parable for the crowd, the crowd leaves, and Jesus is alone with the twelve and a group of others. We have no idea who those others were or how many the others were. I'd like to know that. All we really know is that Mark tells us that there was a group that remained with Jesus. So Jesus continues his instructions to this smaller group. But perhaps it was like a master class for the gifted students. He first offers an explanation for the parable of the sower, and then throws in a couple more parables just for good measure, including the two from this morning's gospel lesson. Listen now for the word of God from the fourth chapter of Mark, verses 26 through 32. Jesus also said, the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout up and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, and then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes with a sickle because the harvest has come. He also said, 
With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown on the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. This is a word of God for the people of God. Parables were not unique to Jesus. The Old Testament scripture lesson that Leslie read for us is, in fact, part of a parable from the book of Ezekiel. Parables are simply small stories or comparisons used for teaching purposes. Jesus has an extensive set of parables that he used to help his followers and us understand the mystery of the kingdom of God. Just as some storytellers might start with once upon a time, Jesus' favorite opening line seems to be, the kingdom of God is like. And the two parables we encounter today are part of that genre. The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground. The parable of the sower, we have someone who seems to be an agricultural professional. He is described as a sower, and he is busy with his craft of sowing. A sower went to sow some seeds. But in this follow-up parable, this person is described as a generic someone, not a farmer or a sower or even an amateur gardener, just someone who randomly scatters seeds on the ground and then ignores it. Our human actor in this parable goes off to sleep and to rise. It's pretty clear that he's not paying attention to these abandoned seeds. No watering, no weeding, no cultivating, nope. Jesus says he is sleeping. The real protagonist of this parable is the earth. The earth enfolds the seed and nurtures it, helping it on its way to become first a little stalk and then a bud and then a full plant in all of its glory to be gathered in at the harvest. I have to say that I rather like King James' translation of verse 28 because it retains the feminine gender of earth in Greek. Instead of the earth produces of itself, King James reads, for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. Somehow this seems to accentuate the personification of the dirt. In this parable, it is the dirt, often overlooked and undervalued, that is the hero of the story. I love that. Now, any gardener sitting out there will be quick to tell us of the importance of the soil. Fertile soil can make all the difference in not just the quality and quantity of the harvest, but can be the very difference between success and failure as a gardener. But the soil in this parable is not under the control of human agency. How this seed grows is simply a mystery to our someone who tossed out the seed. It doesn't even say he planted it. He just tossed it on the ground, and the ground took it from there. 
The second parable is about the mustard seed, and it demonstrates Jesus' sense of humor. The cedars of Lebanon, often called the cedars of God, were mighty trees of the ancient Middle East. Like the redwoods of our out west, the cedars of Lebanon represent the most noble of all plants, distinguished, tall, honorable. These cedars became synonymous with kingdoms. Truly, in the arid plains of the Middle East, a tall tree would be magnificent, even miraculous. The cedars of God. So this group that was gathered in Jesus' master class for the theologically gifted would have certainly known of the passage from Ezekiel that Leslie read for us, as well as Psalm 92 that heralds the magnificent cedars of Lebanon. Anyone in this group would have expected Jesus to tell them that the kingdom of God is like these mighty cedars. That would have made sense. Ezekiel has the birds nesting under the tree branches and the trees sending out long branches, strong and lush. But Jesus does that Jesus thing. He passes over the noble and the great and uses an invasive, scrubby bush. A bush as a comparison for the majestic kingdom of God. Talk about humor and satire. But embedded in the humor, the point is made. God's kingdom does not need much. From a very small seed, a persistent plant can grow. And even though it is not a noble grand tree, it nevertheless does everything that Ezekiel's mighty cedars of Lebanon can do. It provides shade, and it welcomes in all kinds of birds. This is what the kingdom of God is like. It is persistent with deep roots and long branches, unexpected and full of joyful humor. It gives shade and shelter and it gathers in all the birds of the air, welcoming them home. Birds were often used to represent Gentiles and other nations. So folks, that means us. We are the birds in this parable, welcomed home to the protective shade of the mustard bush. You do not need to do everything. What is quite clear, we, regardless of whether we are seasoned professionals or hapless amateurs, we are all called on to scatter some seeds, some of the gospel, some of God's good news. It doesn't have to be grand or lofty. Even a very small effort, when nurtured by the good soil, can produce unexpected results. But you cannot just leave the seeds in your pocket. Your job is to scatter, carefully and intentionally or recklessly and haphazardly. It doesn't matter. But you cannot grow a church or the kingdom of God if you don't scatter the seeds. That is your job. We have things happening here at St. Andrews. Have you ever invited anyone to come with you to worship? Do you think you might even try to extend an invitation? We will be holding a series of summer worship workshops. This is for adults and teens and youngsters all together. We will be making music, we'll be making stuff, and we'll explore storytelling techniques. 
Do you know someone who might enjoy a couple hours of fellowship to relax or the chance to play? Could you share the information about these workshops with a friend or a stranger? We will be holding a second service every Sunday in July at 7 in the evening. This service will be music intensive, perhaps almost more of a concert, an evening vespers service. Could you invite a friend to join you some evening to enjoy a visit to St. Andrews and explore the acoustics of this sacred space? Helen Bagnell and David Berry are working on two concerts to be held in the sanctuary this summer, yet one more opportunity to share what God is doing in us, for us, and through us. A teeny invitation, no larger than a mustard seed, may produce a plant that is unexpected, perhaps a bit scrubby, but with long branches and deep roots that will shelter all the birds of the air. Rest assured, nothing, absolutely nothing, will grow if no one will scatter the first seed. Holding the seeds in your pocket because you're saving them, or you fear that you might waste them, or you might offend somebody with your teeny efforts, or you don't know how to scatter them, all of that is simply not an excuse. Remember our first parable? Our seed scatterer in that story was truly hapless, and none of you are hapless. Our seed scatterer tossed out a seed, just, just one seed, and then apparently went to bed and forgot about it. The earth did all the rest. Do your part and trust that God knows how to handle things from there. Let me tell you, I have been doing that since St. Andrews called me last September, and it's working pretty well so far. Amen. What is the world like when God's will is done? Mustard seeds grow more than we can conceive. Roots thread the soil, branches reach for the sun. This is how God moves us each to This is a story that Jesus imparts, filled with the Spirit who joins us as one. Born through our voices, our hands, and our hearts, this is a new world where God's will is done. Please join me in the prayers of the people. Gracious God, you hold all things in your hands. We may plant seeds, but it is your mysterious power that brings forth the plant. We do our small parts, but you bring growth and new life. Thank you for our place in your purposes. Guide our plans for ministry in the days ahead. Come in your wisdom and plant seeds of your kingdom. Watch over tender new life unfolding and bring it to maturity. We pray 
for the troubled places of the world, especially for countries and communities still struggling with COVID-19 and those marked by violence and injustice. Come in your wisdom and plant seeds of your kingdom. Watch over tender new life unfolding and bring it to maturity. We pray for our community and our province as we rebuild the common life and recover from the pandemic. We pray for those seeking work or rebuilding businesses, for those exhausted by the months of service and those still suffering with the effects of COVID-19. Come in your wisdom and plant seeds of your kingdom. Watch over tender new life unfolding and bring it to maturity. We pray for those who feel empty or lonely, who fear the future or mourn the past. We pray for those who suffer pain or grief and for those whose lives have been on hold during these months of the pandemic. Come in your wisdom and plant seeds of your kingdom. Watch over tender new life unfolding and bring it to maturity. We pray for the Presbyterian Church in Canada, for its courts, committees, staff, and agencies, as we come to terms with the decisions that came out of the General Assembly last week. Strengthen our local ministry and mission and help us learn new ways to reach out after these months of distancing and adapting to technological assistance. Come in your wisdom and plant seeds of your kingdom. Watch over tender new life unfolding and bring it to maturity. Now we silently lift to you in prayer the joys of our hearts and the troubles of our souls, our anxieties and our fears, and seek your peace that surpasses all understanding. Gracious God, you hold all things in your hand, including us. Keep us open to your Spirit's leading. In all that we do, help us embody the love of our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now go out into the world in peace, have courage, hold on to that which is good, return no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the suffering, honor all people, love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the Holy Spirit. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you, may the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.